0: Will you pray with me. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, just, pure, whatever is pleasing, commendable, if there's any excellence and if there's anything worthy of praise, by your grace, help us to think on the things as we on these things, as we reflect on your holy word. Amen. 21 years ago, where were you about this time, 2001? Beautiful, crisp day in New York City. I know where I was. I was in Alaska. There was a three-hour time difference between Central Time Zone and Alaska Time Zone. I got a call from my dad. He said, wake up. There's something really terrible going on. Turn on your TV. And right now, as we worship, they're saying the names of the people that we lost at Ground Zero, at the Pentagon, in Pennsylvania. I remember kind of feeling lost, really. Being a part of a community in Uh, Alaska, Palmer. The night before, we had a nasty church meeting. It was not good. We were trying to change the name of the church because I had been hired to go and for us to have uh, be in two locations, and it just didn't quite work Wasilla United Methodist Church. So we were trying to change the name to Christ United Methodist Church to be led more by um, not by a town but be on two campuses, and it got really nasty, September 10th. Then all of a sudden, it's a strange thing what people do when they all feel lost. They, they come back together, and they forget about their divisions, and they, they come back together to, um, to look for encouragement because everybody felt so lost. Where were you 21 years ago? We gathered uh, each morning for a while. I mean, the church was packed. You remember in 01, after that, everybody was going to church, needing community. And I remember that first Sunday back, we sang the words, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. I can't begin to count how many times I've sung these famous words from John Newton's Amazing Grace. I'm sure you know most of the verses by heart, if not all. And I I still find this assured and beautiful and wonderful language moving and beautiful. But here's the thing. I'm really not convinced anymore that I can easily fit my faith into this neat before and after story How about you. Because for me, and 9-11 wasn't the only time, sometimes there were personal issues or things, I, felt, I feel like my lostness is not over, if that makes sense. It may not to you, but it might. To me, lostness remains a central feature in my relationship with God. Sometimes I feel it. The choir sang, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. The founder of the Methodist movement, John Wesley. In 1738, May 24th, in London, just had this hallelujah moment when he really felt that his sins had been forgiven, that he worshiped a God who loved him and was seeking him out. But if you keep reading his journal, about a month later, he says, I'm just a heathen. I don't have any faith. He went in and out, and sometimes he felt lost too. But if this week's gospel reading has anything to say about sometimes that lostness that I feel, it's that it's exactly as it should be. Let me set the scene for you in St. Luke. Jesus is teaching and preaching and is on His way. He's on His way of being pushed out of the world to hang on the cross. And um, He was starting to attract people who were very lost. I mean people who were not of Jesus's kind, and he could hear some people grumbling about him. He was teaching; he was getting very popular, but but he was popular with the wrong people. So they grumbled. They say this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Now let me just say this: this isn't just you know whipping on by and having a quick burger with people. When you ate with people. In the first century, you were really sharing, you were affirming them in ways that sort of, you kind of had to watch who you ate with, right? And there were these grumblers, and they were the most religious people of all. They were the professional religious people, and they said, He eats and welcomes, He eats with sinners and He welcomes them. This is where Jesus shares three parables. Now, you heard Kelly read two of them. Jesus looked at him and said, Who among you, if you weren't a shepherd, if you had 99 sheep, would you not leave them and go to find the one sheep that is lost? And when you found the sheep, you put it on your shoulders, and you come back, and you throw a party. Who among you, dear friends, if if you were a woman in a house and... You had ten beautiful coins, but you were missing one. Who among you wouldn't rearrange the whole house to find that one coin? And when she found it, Jesus said, she called the whole neighborhood and had a great big party. I'm sure they were like, well, I wouldn't. Just head your bets. Keep the 99 or hold on to the 9. And what are they doing Throwing a party like that after one and wasting all that money. Do y'all know what the definition of a Puritan is? You know what a different, you know what, you ever heard of it? Have you ever heard of a Puritan? It's kind of a, a, a Puritan was somebody who went to bed every night absolutely terrified that somebody somewhere might be having a good time. But here we are with the party in God who loves to find people who know that they are lost, doesn't have a whole lot of time for people that don't think they've got any problems, never been broken, or being perfect. No, God God loves finding people who are lost, and they know it. Good news! If you feel like from time to time you write in your diary, I'm not sure if I believe you see, I've misread who the lost sheep and the lost coin represent. I always thought and read it like, oh, the lost people are those who aren't Christians. They're the atheists, and they're the people who pick on the church. Those are the people. But I was misreading it. No, no, it's the insiders that get lost. And they're the ones that are at risk of being really lost. It's the churchgoers. It's the Bible readers. It's those who don't miss a communion. You know, people like me and you. See, lostness happens to people of God. It's part of the life of faith. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. God, I'm lost. Think for a, a moment now about the ways that you've wandered. You've wandered off without even realizing it. In ways that maybe you and I, we've lost our moorings. We've found ourselves in strange, frightening lands with no markers to guide us home. It happens to the best of us. Sometimes we lose our sense of belonging. Sometimes we feel like we're alone in a crowded room. Sometimes we've lost our capacity to trust or our experience to trust our experience of God. Sometimes we lose our will to persevere. That's been put to the test the last two years, all of us. Sometimes we've lost our sense of right and wrong. We've lost our way. Other times, we felt like we've been lost in the midst of illness. The old body doesn't work the way it used to, and we're dealing with that. It's a humbling thing. Sometimes we feel a deep sense of lost, lostness in the death of a loved one. Or maybe in a broken marriage. Or maybe when our children break our hearts. Maybe we've lost it in an addiction or anxiety or lust or unforgiveness or hatred or apathy or bitterness. Yes, sometimes we get lost. And the closer we think we are to God, sometimes the more dangerous that is. And We don't want to admit it. I'm fine. I'm not lost. Sometimes we get lost really close to home. We get so lost that the shepherd has to go crawling in caves, in bushes, through some really thick grass to get to us. Or sometimes she has to rip up the linoleum and rearrange the furniture. And if we take Jesus seriously, this is no show. The coin and the sheep are in peril, at risk for being lost for good. God searches high and low and then throws a party when you're found. It's hard picturing a God like that bent on finding what is seemingly insignificant? Am I worth it, God? The the worth-the-rescue plan? Yet this is who God is if we take Jesus at His word. Amazingly wasteful, prodigal even, in His grace, because grace is amazing and grace does not stop until all of us are found for you and for me. The most scandalous part of Jesus' parable to these grumpy old men sitting at the table, right? It's not that I get lost from time to time. It's that God is on her knees looking for me and you. God is not found with the 99. God's not resting on the couch Polishing the nine coins. God is, God is out to get all ten of them. God is in the midst of the lost, not the found. He's the shepherd that will not let us go. God is in the most remote parts of the house, crawling through cobwebs in the dark corners for you and for me. Because, get this and remember this, God is always where the lost things are. That's where God is. If I want to find God, I need to be among the lost. Sometimes I need to get lost. I have to leave the safety of the 99. I have to recognize my own lostness. And I'll be found. And that isn't easy for most of us. It's hard. Hard for us to believe that we're worth looking for. That we're not expendable. You're not expendable. I'm not expendable. That we're loved enough and desired enough to warrant a long, hard, diligent search, no matter how much, It costs. It's hard to trust that God won't give up on us. I've just made this mistake over and over again. God, just quit on me, please. No. And God says no. God does God's best work when we are utterly lost and unable to find ourselves. That God feels so much joy at our recovery... That God will tell the whole world the good news and throw us all a party. That's what St. Luke's is about. That's what all churches are about. Just finding an excuse to throw a party. What are we gonna do? Let's just, what can we do to get together? What can we do to gather? I don't know who's coming on Wednesday night, but if it's 5 or 99, we're gonna have a good time. I don't know who's gonna be here next Sunday. But if it's 5 or 150, we're going to have a good time. Because the good news is that God will find us. Even and especially when we feel the most lost, God's ready to throw a party for you and for me. This is in fact the case. Jesus tells these parables to religious insiders who don't want to admit that they're lost. That's the most dangerous place to be. If you're lost, don't lie to people and say, oh, I'm fine, I know where I'm going. Don't prolong your misery. Ask for help. Because you're indispensable. You're loved by God. No matter what problems you think you're going through. He shares his stories with folks who can't reconcile their brand of piety with Jesus' bewildering claim that lostness, even being lost, has its virtues sometimes. In her beautiful book, uh, An Altar in the World, Barbara Brown Taylor makes a strong case for these virtues. She argues that lostness makes us, quote, stronger at the edges and softer at the center. Lostness teaches us about vulnerability, about empathy, about humility and patience. Lostness shows us who we really are and who God really is. About 10 years ago, I was at the grave of Sufi mystic Rumi, this 13th century poet buried in a shrine in Turkey. Rumi once said this, What you seek is seeking you. And this is true. And this is grace. But maybe it's truer. That what I can't or won't seek is still seeking me. The shepherd, the woman, the coins. God looks for us when our lostness is so convoluted and so profound. We can't even pretend to look for God. Two stories, one from this week and um, one from September 11th. The story from this week is that the guy from Dothan um, had a big long trailer full of water and he wanted to get here on Thursday night. And so we actually, all uh, Boy Scouts all over Jackson, all over Madison, Ridgeland, everywhere, they got this bulletin that said, if you want a community service, come Thursday night and you can help us unload. So, and then he called me, Michael called me and said, Bruce, I can't make it. Thursday night so then I had to call Tony Haynes and some other people get it out we're not we're not unloading on Thursday night there's but there'll be nobody here at St. Luke's but he got here on um Friday and like I said he was so apologetic he felt like he had failed he kind of looked lost and overwhelmed he had his boy scout suit on and he had his he had his Name, and and I I think he was kind of like wanted everything to be real orderly and ready to go, and he was just embarrassed. I said, Michael, don't be embarrassed, it's a God thing. Because I walked over there and talked to the guy over at Fondren Church. We got 45 minutes to drop off that water right there, and so we did, and we got it in there, and he drove for alongside. I said, You gotta stay for some barbecue before we go. And so he, uh, um, so it took him to pig and pint. And we're eating pig and pint. And he said, you know all those stories about Navy people who have really bad salty language and cuss all the time? I thought he was going to tell me that that's not really true. He said, no, that's real true. That's very true. He said, and I was the worst. Kind of reminded me of Paul when he talked to himself. He said, I was the chief of sinners, you know. He said, I was the worst. till God got involved. And he talked about his lostness. And I could almost tell that this water that he was bringing was a sort of sacrament. That It's kind of how he's trying to find his way home after a lot of lost time. He served on a submarine. I was like, well, thank you for your service. I don't know that I could serve on a submarine, but wow. Three months in a submarine, that's pretty amazing. And then we looked to our right as we were eating and we looked over there at Fondren Church and there was a long line and there were people from all over Jackson getting water. And he teared up and he said, that's my heroin. That's my drug. That's my high now. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Saved wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. You know, I'm just going to end on that story. I'll tell the next story later on sometime. If you feel lost, if you feel like sometimes I don't know what to believe, I don't, I'm not sure where I fit in, can I tell you that if Jesus is right, and I think he is, You are right where God wants you to be. Just stay where you are, and God will surely find you. Let us pray. Prone to wander? Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love? Lord, take our hearts, take and seal it. Seal it for your courts above. God, when that lostness comes our way, help us to know that we may be lost for a time, but you seek us out. Help us to be found again and help us to know that you will not quit until all your sheep find their way home. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I invite us to stand as we close in our work.